about the Indianapolis Colts in the next 72 hours. We're two days away from the opener, season opener in Houston against the Texans, one of the worst teams in the NFL. That's a good thing for the Colts. It could be a bad thing for the Colts because if they lose to the Texans, oof, what does that mean about the Colts, right? If you win against the Texans, you were supposed to. Colts, 10 questions we're going to ask that the Colts will answer on Sunday, one way or the other. It's going to be a really interesting afternoon. Uh, the Bills last night looked really, really good against the defending Super Bowl champs. What does that mean? I don't think it means a damn thing. However, we'll talk about it a little bit and talk about how good Josh Allen looked last night as a starting quarterback for the Bills and how disruptive Von Miller was last night for the Bills against the Rams, his former team, briefly former team, but long enough former team to have won a Super Bowl championship with that team. Indiana's full schedule was released for basketball. Not talking about football, not talking about baseball, not talking about volleyball, talking about basketball. What are the big games? What do we need to circle on our calendars? And why are we uh, upset again with the Big Ten Network? We'll talk about that. Uh, Cubs lost yesterday. White Sox won. White Sox destroyed the A's yesterday. White Sox are, are tearing it up only a game and a half back in the, uh, in the AL Central. And it's rivalry night tonight. Across central Indiana, a lot of great rivalries in high school football. If you got nothing else to do, go to a high school football game. And you got the uh, the big Jim Ursay collection event down at Lucas Oil Stadium with John Hyatt and, and the Wilson sister who sings. And uh, Buddy Guy and John Mellencamp's going to be there for something or another. A lot going on. And the Jim Ursay band. And don't scoff at the Jim Ursay band because you've got Kenny Aronoff you got Mike Mills. you got real guys playing in that band, for God's sake. Mike Mills from R.E.M., Kenny Aronoff, of course, from uh, John Mellencamp's band, and many others. Kenny Aronoff is a drummer. Makes every band he plays with better. He's awesome. All right. Let's talk about the Colts. We'll do it in a minute. We are. This, of course, is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, September 9th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival, all kinds of things going on, beginning today at 11 out at Boone County Fairgrounds. This is an awesome event. Lumberjack competitions, logging competitions. You've got chainsaw art auctions. That's my favorite thing. I bought two pieces last year. They are wonderful. If you're a fan of, of what we do every single day, you have seen Ivan the Idol. He came from the chainsaw uh, auction last year. And a, a wonderful landscape piece that I bought last year. You're going to have a great time at the uh, the Hoosier Hardwood Festival out of Boone County Fairgrounds. Again, 11 o'clock this morning, 9 o'clock tomorrow, 9 o'clock Sunday. Plenty of time to get out there before the Colts game. Smash that subscribe button, hit the like button, ring the bell, right? Donate if you got a mind to, that's fine too. We enjoy that. And if you have a question, donate. And I see the question in a graphic. You don't have to donate a lot, but a little, it's nice. All right, 10 questions that the Colts are going to answer on Sunday, one way or another. Question number one, can the Colts be taken seriously as a Super Bowl threat? You cannot lose to the Houston Texans, even in Houston, and and promote yourself as a team that's got a shot to win the Super Bowl. You just can't. This is not a very good football team, the, the Texans. 
They're talking about the resurgence of their running game, and they're talking about it behind a running back who has taken in the fourth round Pierce out of Florida, who ran a 4.59.40 at the combine. Not that 4.59.40 guys can't be successful running backs, but you're going up against Jonathan Taylor, who runs like a four flat. Jonathan Taylor can flat scoot, and, and Pierce cannot. If you are going to portray yourself as a championship-worthy team, especially in light of what the Bills did last night, you can't lose to the Texans. Number two, is Frank Wright capable of winning an opener? It's been four. Now, granted, this isn't a streak he started. Chuck Pagano, the author of the first four losses in openers, Frank Reich, the last four, you got to get off the schneid eventually. You're getting into NFL record territory. If they get to nine, I think that's the second longest streak of opening game losses in the history of the league, tied with the Eagles at, at some point in the distant past. Must win this opener. Or some of the stink starts to rub off on Frank Reich. Again, he doesn't own all this, and I think that the stink is going to end. It is going to be sanitized by a win in Houston on Sunday. But you know what? We got to see it in order to believe it, right? Right, right, right. Uh, number three, did zero carries in the preseason hamper Jonathan Taylor's preparation? Or, maybe better put, did it enhance his preparation and will it make him stronger in the opener? We can look at this through the other end of the kaleidoscope. That's fine. I have no idea, and we're going to find out. Jonathan Taylor didn't open strong last year for the Colts, didn't get a whole ton of carries. Frank Reich took some time to figure out exactly what this offense does well and what this offense did well is hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor and let him run, right? we got to see some of that on Sunday, and we've got to see it being successfully done. And don't think that this is lost on Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith knows what the Colts want to do. And, and last year, the Colts ran for a combined, in the two games against the Texans, more than 400 yards, right? Jonathan Taylor, good for in the threes of that total, I think. It was at least 140 in both games. He is a guy who gashed the Texans. It wasn't lost on Lovey last year, when he was a defensive coordinator, that Jonathan Taylor was going to be fed the football. This year... It's going to be a lot of the same. Uh, number four, is Gus Bradley really a giant upgrade over Matt Eberflus? You know, you look at Matt Eberflus and the Colts, in a lot of statistical categories, we're in the top ten in the NFL. It's not terrible, right? Matt Eberflus was seen locally as a guy who couldn't get the job done and a guy who consistently gave up first downs on third and eight because he set the zone 12 yards back, which is craziness. It was almost like turnovers became such a hyper-focus that the Colts were willing to allow first downs to give that defense three more cracks at forcing a turnover, which is just not, that ain't good football. Gus Bradley is more a multiple guy. Matt Eberflus had his scheme. Gus Bradley's, despite people thinking that all he runs is that Seattle 3, it's not really what's going on. And, and we'll see that coming up on Sunday afternoon. Knock wood. Uh, number five, can Matt Pryor hold down the Ford at left tackle until Bernard Ryman 
is ready to go. He's got a test on Sunday, and that's Jonathan Greenard. Jonathan Greenard last year, uh, eight sacks, a guy who got to the quarterback, got to uh, Carson Wentz once last year in the two games that the Texans and Colts played against one another. Is Matt Pryor going to be a guy who can be counted on to keep the not-too-terribly-mobile Matt Ryan from getting knocked on his ass? He needs to be. If the Colts are going to win a substantial number of games, and if they're going to win, and you saw it last night in the Bills-Rams game, the, the Bills get seven sacks. If you can disrupt like that, you are going to win football games, and that is what the Texans are going to try to do. They're going to try to get to Matt Ryan past Matt Pryor, and they're going to try to stop Jonathan Taylor. Those are the two boxes that Lovey Smith wants that defense to check. Can Matt Pryor, by himself, on that island at left tackle, maybe with some tight end help, can he keep Greenard from getting to Ryan? That's a big deal on Sunday. Is Yanni Kangakwe going to be a disruptor at Leo? He better be, because I don't know where else it's going to come from. You got DeForest Buckner, and you have seven and a half sacks last year. That's pretty good. Quiddy Pay on the other side of the defensive line. Grover Stewart's not really a guy who gets to the quarterback very often. Maybe he can. You got to get to the quarterback, and in Gus Bradley's system, you got to do it with four because he just doesn't blitz. That's the way it is. Uh, number Eight, will Stephon Gilmore be a lockdown corner? Brandon Cooks is a real deal. He can flat play wide receiver. This is not a good roster for the Texans, but Cooks is really good, and he's going to be a hell of a test for Gilmore. If the Colts can stop Cooks, that offense becomes declawed, right? If you can get to Davis Mills and stop Cooks from getting open and being a one-every-three-passes target, you're going to beat the Texans. Uh, number nine, is Jim Irsay going to have any fun this year? If the Colts lose, Jim Irsay's not going to have fun. And as a result, nobody in that building is going to have fun because when Jim doesn't have fun, nobody does. Conversely, when Jim does have fun, everybody does. So we can look through, at it through that filter too. Win Sunday, Jim Irsay smiles. Lose Sunday, Jim Irsay ain't going to be smiling. You want to test Jim Irsay, you do it at your own peril, and a loss on Sunday would test him. Will Matt, or this the 10th question, will Matt Ryan be more Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz? I'm not talking about in terms of athleticism. Carson Wentz is a superior athlete. He throws a really good ball. He can throw it hard. He can run. He moves. He, he does all the, he checks all the boxes of a successful quarterback, except for the winning part. Um, Matt Ryan, yeah, Carson Wentz coming in for Phillip Rivers. You thought, my God, this is an upgrade in every every way. He moves better, he throws better, he does everything better. But the microprocessor for Carson Wentz isn't even a macroprocessor. With Matt Ryan, is he more Phillip Rivers up here and able to deliver the ball on time and on target and get this offense rolling? We're going to find out on Sunday. Matt Ryan is a good game. Colt's going to have a good game. Uh, speaking of good games, Josh Allen last night, 26 of 31 for 297. Three touchdowns, two picks, uh, only sacked twice. Bills, they route the Rams 31-10. It was 10-10 at the half, then it got out of hand. Stafford sacked seven times. As a result, 29 of 41 for 193, eight touch, three picks. 
quarterback rating of 20. IU, IU basketball, their schedule, the entirety of it, has been released. They open in an exhibition on October 29th against Marion. Scott Hetty, a wonderful coach, a great guy to play an exhibition against. And then the first test is really at Xavier on uh, November 18th. You got North Carolina on November 30th at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Two, those uh, orphan Big Ten games early in December, you got at Rutgers and against Nebraska. Could you have two better opponents to go 2-0 against in those early orphan games? My God, good for Indiana. Get off to a hot start beating Rutgers, who's not going to be very good, and Nebraska, who's never very good. Uh, go 2-0 and and feel really good about getting into January at Iowa on January 5th. You've also got Arizona in Vegas on December 10th. That's at the MGM if you're going to travel a little bit. And at the Fog Allen Fieldhouse on December 17th against the Kansas Jayhawks. That's a hell of an off-season or a, uh, a non-conference schedule. Off-season schedule, that would be something. No, it's a non-conference schedule. You know, if you got Kansas, Arizona, Xavier, North Carolina, that's pretty spectacular. Cubs, they lost 4-3. to Last night, they gave up two in the top of the ninth to the Reds. Jeez, Mark Leiter Jr., guy's terrible. What do you do? He's two and seven, for God's sake. I know his ERA is just in the fours, and his whip is a very respectable 1.19. But damn, got to be able to do better in the ninth. The White Sox, they pounded the A's yesterday, 14-2. to Yun Mankata, how about that guy? Five for six with two homers, five RBIs. Uh, <clears throat> Dylan Cease, six scoreless, gave him up with Eloy Jimenez. Wow. For Jose Quintana, what the hell? What were you thinking? What is the matter with Theo Epstein? That, that to the negative, is going to counter a little bit that world championship in 2016. This was one of the worst trades in the history of baseball. Looking at what Eloy Jimenez has done, hit another home run last night. Cease may win the Cy Young Award. At any rate, uh... Sox now a game and a half back of Cleveland. It's the Mudsock game tonight. HSE hosting Fishers. And you got Cathedral Chittard, all kinds of high school football throughout central Indiana. Go out to a game, have fun. If you're not going to do that, go down to the Lucas Oil Stadium event that Jim Irsay's hosting. Go look at all of the stuff that he's bought at auction. He's got his own Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, for God's sake. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? The great Don Moore. Celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Don. Don Ivy, happy birthday. Doc Miller, happy birthday. Emmis alum, love Doc. Bob Goss, the great Bob Stelton, Seattle radio legend. Uh, Jeff Katz, Indianapolis radio legend for about nine months. The great Andrew Greenstein, Emmis, uh, I think, might have been Sconics, but I think he dovetailed into Emmis a little bit. Jeff Murray, Kyle Grand, Amanda Diane Speedy, the great Katie Smith, celebrating a birthday, Nick Hinton. And Stephen Ryan Thomas, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. You have a great weekend, Gary, and everybody else watching. Enjoy yourselves. Live life to the fullest a little bit. Lift each other up. Pay somebody a compliment, would you?